0: Are you? It's me, Kimberly. I'm checking in and I am going to let you guys in on a little secret of mine. And my secret is that I have fallen madly, madly in love. That's right. You heard me right. Play it back. I have fallen madly and deeply in love and I am having a love affair. And it is not with a man or a woman or anybody else for that matter. My love affair is with this new online business world that I have uncovered in the last several months. And I haven't really been podcasting because I didn't know what to say about it. Um, I've been on this really interesting journey of self-exploration and understanding this what this all means and where I want to go with this. And It's just been, I don't know, it's been a journey. And so I've decided to show up authentically and let you guys in on my love affair and explain exactly what's been going on and what I've learned and kind of where we're going. And so I guess I'll just kind of start with, why this even happens? So you guys know, I just launched this podcast kind of as like a, I don't know, maybe a passion project. And then I started to slowly get my feet into this space a little bit more. And I realized that I'm not going to stop at podcasting. I need a website. And I mean, let's just stop right there. The website building itself. I thought, I thought this whole business was something that it's not, um, and so maybe it's more like let me dispel and uncover everything I've learned about the online business space and some of the things that I've um, that that surprised me the most about becoming an online, I'll say, entrepreneur. And so, I guess the first thing is I thought it was going to be easy. I thought that I would put up my website and post on Instagram and shoot, I have a podcast. So yeah, I thought doors are open. Floodgates are open. Everyone's going to flock. Nailed it. Let me tell you. Wow. Surprised. I was completely shocked at what I found. So what I found is that you have to really, for reals, treat this like an actual business. Now I have my MBA. I've worked in corporate America for over eight years and have 15 years overall in finance. So you know, I've worked with some really prestigious and impressive people and companies and industries. I've worked across many different industries, including banking, healthcare, entertainment, hospitality, and more. So I've really, really been exposed and had this full career and, you know, it's just, it's been super exciting and challenging and hard and, you know, it's just been amazing. Um, And so when I thought about this online kind of world, I was like, "Mm, this is like, okay, you can be an influencer, take a picture of yourself and make a bunch of money. Okay. Completely wrong, dead wrong. My judgments were way off. And so when I started to realize you have to treat this like an actual business, it's not just like a fun half-assed kind of thing, pardon my French, but it's not, uh, I started to get more intrigued actually. And so- I started to realize I have to build real skills. So, this industry is highly technical, okay? Super technical. Um, Even just starting off building a website is challenging. You have to first, you know, decide on what your domain name is, and that's fine. I mean, that part is easy, right? Like, you have to go on GoDaddy or A2, or there's various hosting. Uh, sites that you can use. So you find your domain name, you sign up, you get your hosting and you know, you're like, okay, now I need to sign up for WordPress. And so you start all of that and that's already been a day or two. And you know, you start to get in there and realize, wow, what am I doing? And so you kind of fumble around and maybe you make your first couple posts. And you know, the one thing I'll say about this part right here is that just getting your website stood up, I did not realize how piecemeal it is and how clunky it is. Getting your website like to actually function the way you want it to. What I thought would be super easy was super not. And so, I learned about you know you need plugins. I'm like, what's a plugin? And so I would just maybe say that a plugin is, you can think of it like it is an appliance in your house. So say you have a house, right? That's your website and you want to start cooking. Well, you can't cook without what an oven, a microwave in my case, many times, unfortunately. And so you need to get your appliances to enable you to do, to cook what you want. Right. And so a plugin is kind of like these accessories that you must go retrieve and figure out which plugins you need, which is, you know, confusing at first. And that kind of allows you to have the option to, I'll say, cook what you want. It enables you to do whatever function you want. And so just kind of sitting in this space was really surprisingly clunky because I didn't realize that every single thing you want to do, you need to go figure out how to do it. Um, The other day, I was actually on a Facebook group and somebody said, hey, I've been on my blog for, you know, I stood up my blog like a month ago. I've been blogging my websites up and going, but how do I get those pop-ups to get someone to give me their email? Like, do you just, is that just like a quick plugin or is it like, how does that work? And I just kind of chuckled because I'm like, oh man, I, this is a whole other piece of the equation that this person doesn't even know. Like this is a whole other journey. And so So before I get into that, um, I want to talk a little bit about that. Another huge surprise to me was this need for email list building. Now, I don't know about you, but I thought for sure emails are dead. Like I just completely was shocked by this. And turns out that Email list building is actually huge if you want to start an online business. And here's why. So you can think of it kind of like renting land. So if you are, let's say that you have 3 million, I'll say TikTok followers. Okay, now I'm not on TikTok, but let's just pretend. Say that the government you know, did not allow TikTok to continue, which was an actual conversation that happened in the last couple of months. And you have these 3 million followers, maybe you have 10 million, however many million, and you're making a fortune, let's say, from being an influencer. And then all of a sudden, TikTok goes away, just like Snapchat kind of has gone away. There's so many different um, applications that have come and gone. And so what happens when those applications go away? What are you left with? you have no way to contact your customer base because you're actually building your entire business on what I'll say is rented land in this case. And that is a huge, huge problem. You know, another analogy that struck me during this pandemic is that you know, as I think about the nail salons, it's a similar analogy because the nail salons, you know, they have their doors open. You go, you sign your first name. Usually you don't have your contact info. I mean, if you're super stellar and committed to your manicure, then maybe you have some kind of uh, appointment that you set up. But 99% of us walk in. It's a walk-in business. Well, every every nail salon had to shut their doors and currently is shut down again, and they have no way to contact you. Zero way. Well, what if they had some ability to do like an outdoor situation in someone's backyard? Or, you know, what if they had a way to send you a manicure kit or a website or a social media, something where they wanted to contact their customers for one reason or another to try to survive this thing? Maybe they're coming up with a creative solution. They have no way to contact their customers. So the point is, is that what I've learned through coaching, which is not intuitive. And I think this is huge for you guys to understand as you are considering building your online business, or if you're already kind of embarking on the journey, you should realize that while social media is a great marketing and traffic generating kind of driver, I'll say that is not the heart and soul of your business. You need to get people's emails. And so now I will go back to the question that the girl was answer or was asking. So now that you understand that emails are one of your greatest assets, it's essentially your Rolodex and the way that you can market and reach your clients, then you will understand this next part. So there's a whole other world out there. They call them ESPs, E S P email service providers. So separate from your WordPress, you actually need to go and sign up for another application, which is an email service provider that essentially enables you. It is a tool that enables you to capture people's emails in the most simple terms. And so some of those applications or, or companies are ConvertKit, MailChimp, an active campaign there's many others those are the ones i have worked in i am currently using convert kit and i love it um i've used all of those other three and i found mailchimp to be kind of i don't know difficult to navigate and then active campaign was okay but i just didn't love the user interface um but anyway so what those allow you to do is essentially reach out and send an email to your list of clients. So once you've been able to actually get their emails, which we'll talk about that in a second, then I just want you to understand the concept broadly before I get into the mechanics. Um, it allows you to legally be able to reach out to your contact list. So, um, there's also very sophisticated strategies around this, like in terms of segmenting your client your clients. So I'm going to give you an example just so that we're all really clear about this. Cause again, this all blew my mind. So I really want to explain this. So let's just pretend that I sell three products. Okay. I don't sell any products in reality, but let's just pretend let's sell that. Let's say that I sell a, um, let's see, let's say that I sell hats, t-shirts and pants. So If say my mom loves hats, but she only wears dresses, so she doesn't care about t-shirts and pants, then what's gonna happen is she'll go to my website and she'll click on my hats. And so there is a mechanism for me to capture that, oh, Joyce likes hats. She clicked on the hats. This is a customer for hats. And then say my mother-in-law, she loves t-shirts. She loves the silly ones. Um, she has a collection actually, let's just pretend. And then, you know, my father-in-law, he just loves the pants. Okay. So you get the idea. This is not like the greatest example, but you guys, I'm trying to make it really, really clear and simple that essentially what happens is in the back or inside of these email service providers, you are able to say, Joyce loves hats Eva, my mother-in-law, loves t-shirts, and Alex loves pants. And so what that does is it helps you to segment, tag and segment each of your customers so that you can then speak to those three people over email in a way that will resonate with them and start selling to them and the sale, the sales strategy will be tailored to their interests. So why would I sell Alex hats if he never wears hats? He'll just ignore my emails, right? So what happens is you're able to, once you've collected the emails, you are able to then segment and tailor all of your marketing to these different segments. And there's another step to that, which is like, you have to actually craft these emails. And so crafting the emails and having, they call it, um, they actually call it like a nurture sequence or an email sequence, which is essentially like, okay, let's draft our three to five emails we're gonna send to Eva about our hats. So the first email will be a welcome email when she signs up. And then the second email will be like, letting her know about our newest collection. And then the third email is gonna be letting her know that she can get on the waitlist for our next collection, and so on and so forth. And so, you as an entrepreneur, if you actually want to be selling, you have to learn this stuff. So, you guys can see that this is quite an undertaking, and this is just one small piece of your business. So, I do wanna go back and answer this girl's question that was asking, how do I get those forms? So what happens is the following, let's go back to the beginning. You started your domain and your WordPress site, right? Now you want to, you've recognized that there is in fact a need to have uh, people's emails. And so you know now that you have to sign up for an email service provider like MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, or ConvertKit. Okay, great, we've understood that now. Now I've signed up for ConvertKit. Okay, how do I get that on my website? You have to sign up or link the two through an API. So, an API is essentially It's an application programming interface is what it stands for. Nobody ever uses that, they just say API. But it essentially helps you to link different applications together so that they all work together, okay? So if you're on your WordPress site, then you would go into ConvertKit and into WordPress, and there are videos all about this, you guys, I just wanna explain it at a high level, but essentially what you do is you go into your settings and convert kit, and then it will tell you what your secret API code is to then put into WordPress. And so you would put that in, in WordPress, so you'd have to first download the plugin for ConvertKit, and then it would ask you or prompt you in the settings to tell you what is your ConvertKit or you know email service provider of choice, what is your API? And so you would put that in. And so what happens is you put it in and then boom, they're linked. <sighs> I know, it's so much. And so, okay, then what? So then you would go into your blog. And you would have this ability to select the pop-up that you would want. Now, we haven't even created a pop-up in ConvertKit. (laughs) So this is a lot of stuff, and I don't want to get into all of the nitty gritty, but I just kind of wanted to answer that burning question because I wanted to illustrate an example to you guys about what I've learned in the last several months. And this is just, again... One part. So when I say this is a highly technical business, it is. And I think you can imagine that in this highly technical field, there's a lot of learning that needs to occur if it's just you. Assuming that you're brand new in the business, you probably don't have a huge budget to be burning on hiring people to do all this for you. And so it's very um, common that people in this industry seek out two things. One is coaching and two is communities. And so coaching is what I have kind of um, looked to and it's huge in this industry. And it's because people are kind of off on their own trying to figure it out and there's a lot to learn. And so it kind of makes sense that coaching is like such a big part of this industry and like it's both giving and receiving coaching. But when you're first starting out, you definitely want to find some amazing resources to help you along. And so some of my favorites and some of the courses I've taken are, I have started off, I started off with the Influencer Academy with Julie Solomon. And then I found Amy Porterfield. She has the online marketing made easy podcast available, which is, I swear to God, it's like getting your own, like being in business school. Like she's incredible, beyond incredible. I'm madly in love with Amy. My life goals is to like become friends with her and like have her on my podcast or do a swap or do anything with her. Uh, she has the digital course Academy and she is just incredible. So definitely go check out her podcast. She will change your life. And then I also took a course on kind of like how to, how to do or launch your first digital course. And that was by Jill and Josh Stanton. And they also have a podcast. So all three of those guys have their own podcasts, which are free resources. Um, You should definitely go check them out. So I would say my second thing to know is, you know, engage in coursing, engage in education and engage in courses that will help you along because it is just way too much to take on yourself and then community. So we talked about community or I mentioned it briefly, I should say, so if you're an online entrepreneur, it can get really lonely, really fast. And so the way to kind of remedy that is to find like-minded individuals like yourself, because chances are you're just kind of, you know, home by yourself working through this and, or wherever you might be in the world. And, you know, it's just, it could be lonely. And so really finding community is one of the most important things so that you don't go crazy. And it will also give you a chance to be supported and learn from other people that have already had the same questions and can really teach you for free. So here is the value of Facebook that I did not realize. Again, I thought Facebook was dead, right? Like I really did. I'm like, "Mm, nobody really goes on Facebook anymore. Wrong. Facebook is it's not I, the way I understand it now is very different than how I used to think of it. I used to think of it as like you look at each other's profiles and it's like, okay, we're all bored of that. And now most of us are on Instagram, or if you're younger or more cool, you're on TikTok. Um, and so Facebook is actually the number one driver of community. So people don't really go onto Facebook necessarily, at least like on the business side of things, people really are using Facebook for the groups. It's all about the groups and Facebook because, you know, unlike Instagram, you can really have like discussions and, um, you know, it's just more, if you think about it and you really think through it, it's, it's significantly more conducive to group discussion and networking and stuff like that. And so, Joining Facebook groups is a huge tip. I am now on Facebook all the time for my business. I never go into anybody's profiles. Like, I mean, maybe not never, but like very rarely. It's all about the group. So if you find, if you're looking for like entrepreneur type you know, groups, there's so many good ones out there with like thousands of people. And there's just so many people that you can connect with and learn from ask any question. There are also some paid Facebook groups, which is interesting. Like Jill and Josh Danton have one. Um, I have not joined that, but, um, yeah, I mean, definitely go on Facebook and seek out groups that will support you so that you start to feel more comfortable. And one thing will lead to, to another, um, and let's see. Oh, Facebook ads is another big thing that is huge. Again, it's a whole other huge part of the industry. Um, Hirsch Marketing is so Emily Hirsch started um, a whole business around how to really do Facebook ads well. And those are like for cold ads if you're really trying to build your business. Um, I have tried Facebook ads. I have not really been super successful and I got to be honest, it was just too much. There was too many things to learn. Um, you know, it's all about analytics, which I'm very comfortable with that, but um personally like I just had to prioritize and so anyway, that is a whole other area to be learning about is how to effectively use Facebook and learn an ad strategy. Um the other one, the other kind of big piece of the equation is search engine optimization, which for me is still a bit of a blind spot. So I know that this is a huge one and it's essentially like enhancing your visibility. I was just watching this amazing blogger and her name is Elna Kane. She her blog is Twins Mommy and she basically teaches you how to be profitable in your business as a blogger. And she she's amazing. If you guys have not heard of her, you need to go check her out. I just adore her, but she is amazing. She's been blogging for six years. She makes a significant amount of money and is just so down to earth and very endearing. But she said something in one of her lives the other day. And she said to real, you have to realize that the heartbeat of your business, like the true heartbeat of your business is traffic. It's not social media followers. It's traffic to your business, to your website, so that you can get in front of as many people as possible. And so that was something that was really striking. So I think what I'm going to do is one of my friends is actually – like an SEO expert, that's search engine optimization. So I'm going to have her on and educate us so that we can really, really understand it fully. Um, The other big platform that I completely just have written off is Pinterest. So apparently Pinterest is a huge deal, you guys. I did not realize it's another huge traffic engine. And there are people that are, their Pinterest coaches or they're Pinterest strategists. And so I just did not realize, I thought Pinterest is like, if you're remodeling your home, like you just go there and like find a bunch of cute like pictures and stuff. And that's true as an end user, but as a business owner, it's a very, very powerful tool that I completely have glossed over. And I'm only now really starting to get educated on it. And so I will continue to share this, um, and share what I've learned about Pinterest. I just went on a wonderful live about it and you know, there's just, there's strategies. Um, you're supposed to be pinning other people's pins to like increase your profile and the algorithm. You should have five approximately start out with like five Pinterest boards, um, it just, it's a whole other, again, it's a whole other world. So you guys can understand why I have been so surprised about this industry. Um, another really cool thing that I learned is around the graphics. So I never considered myself like really good with like graphics or drawing or anything like that. And so one thing that I loved, an app that I found is called Canva C A N. VA Canva. Now, for those of you that have already kind of been in your business a little bit, some of this might be rudimentary, but I want to start really simply because I don't want to lose people. Um, and I will just continue to update my podcast and talk through all these different concepts. I just want to give people kind of a broad overview. So just stay with me, especially if you're new, this is a great starting point just for me to give you like a very high level overview. Um, okay. So Canva is where you can go. You can create your own logo. You can create, you can create, um, Instagram templates, like if you want to post something that looks really professional, you go to canva.com. All you do is create your own, you know, profile basically, and it's free. They have a pro, like that you can upgrade it, but you don't even need to. And you can go in and use all of these incredible templates. You can create a logo, you can create an ebook on your website. You can create Pinterest pins. I mean, the list goes literally on and on. You can change colors, photos, graphics, and they start you off with all these incredible templates and you can just basically customize them. And then basically it saves all of your designs just naturally. And then you can download them and you have them and they have an app that you can download on your phone too. So if you just want to have it on your phone, it's there. So the other thing I want to talk about is stock photos, stock photos. What is that? Okay. So stock photos are also something that I've fallen in love with. So remember the whole online industry is all visual, right? And I think it's something like we process visual. Um, we, we process things visually like 60,000 times faster than words. So in this industry, visual like pictures is huge. It's fonts, it's pictures, it's logos, it's all of these things. So, some of my favorite stock photo places that you can go to are Hot Stock. That's H A U T E, Hot Stock Society. Or, sorry, it's Hot Stock, not Hot Stock Society. It's just Hot Stock. Um, or you could go to Styled Stock society, styled stock society. That's like a tongue twister now that I'm saying it, but I will link all of these in my show notes. And I really recommend that you join those. You can get some free pictures, but those are my two favorites and you will use them. You will use them across all of your content. And it's just so fun to, you know, pick different photos of things and keep all of your branding colors, get pictures that, you know, kind of blend and go with your branding. And, um, again, it's a whole other avenue that you should definitely be exploring. So I think with that, I will also maybe just wrap up by saying, I didn't realize how many smart and Competitive and focused driven people are in this industry. I did not. I really thought, oh, these are just like Instagram influencers that take pictures of themselves and make a bunch of money. I really did think that. Um, There are some really talented, hardworking individuals in this industry, many of whom are mothers that are looking to, you know, make an income and stay home with their kids, which I think is, you know, such a noble and meaningful. Uh, journey to be on. And so it's just been really incredible to see these different, all different people, but, you know, particularly women that I've gotten to know that are doing so much. And, you know, many of whom, man, they've, they're doing it all. They have their homes to keep up and now they have their businesses, their CEOs, they have teams and, you know, it's all through trial and error. And, um, you know, it's just, it's very, very cool to get to meet all these people. And I have to say, I was very shocked by how many individuals, um, are out there that are just very, very impressive. So I guess from here, I just wanted to let you guys know that I have been working really hard on my website to get you some good freebies. So if you want to go to my website, dot You can download my top 10 steps. It's a checklist, top 10 steps to get your business going. Now, these are kind of high level steps because as you now know, there's a lot to each of these steps. It's a lot. But if, if you're just starting out, I know I've heard a lot of people on the blogs that are on the groups that I'm a part of, they they've started their website, but they don't know what else to do. And. I mean, we haven't even talked about income and affiliates and display ads and digital products. There's so many other things that we're going to talk about on the podcast, but I think that just this is enough for now. This is a lot that we've covered and... I would love for you to go to my website and just use that free download as kind of your guide, your, your checklist and use it as your guide of like, okay, what else should I be doing? Because I know a lot of people kind of say, I don't know what else I'm, I'm supposed to be doing, (laughs) you know, it's, you know, you're kind of off on your own, trying to create your own brand and your own business. And I know that you're capable. I know that you are, um, you know, you have a unique voice. So even though it is a very competitive industry, um stick with it and find your voice. We will continue to have these discussions and I really hope that this has been helpful to you guys. Um hopefully this, you know, is just kind of the beginning of another part of my journey that I want to share with you. And I want to provide you with tons of value. If you have any questions, please reach out to me directly. You can email me at info at or you can DM me on any of my social media platforms. Everything's linked in the show notes. And I so look forward to hearing from you guys. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this has been helpful and we will talk again soon.